Hi guys, my name is Tia. And I'm Jonas. Welcome to Up and Coming, a podcast for self-starters on their journey to building something great. Starting a side project is a great way to find meaningful work, but it can be hard, especially when you're unsure it'll work out. And even when you do get going, setbacks can make you want to quit. We're here to inspire you to build that project you've always wanted to, and keep pushing. Here's how it'll work. Every other week, we'll interview a self-starter, an up-and-comer, so to say, who has a unique experience and perspective on their journey. We'll discuss how they overcame challenging obstacles that got them one step closer to their goals. To stay engaged throughout each episode, please subscribe to our podcast. And should you have any questions or comments, tweet at us at UpandComingLive. We have Mike Casebolt. He is a brand design lead at Mixpanel, but on the side, he actually also runs his own design business. Um, so, Mike, how's it going, my man? It's going pretty good. Thanks for having me. Hey, Mike. Welcome to the show. So glad to have you and so glad you're able to make it on our first episode, too. This yep. is a milestone. It what is. It is. It's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome so teal how did you and mike meet yeah so um i met mike last year at a actually a church volunteer event it was like a men's a men's chili cook-off that i volunteered at and i think i remember we were standing around talking about what we're going to do for the new year and i mentioned um the app i was building and then um mike approached me and told me that he was actually a, a designer and um I think I remember him showing me like one of his designs over there, yeah, but so, yeah. it was something that I thought was like, oh, this dude is actually, this legitimate, <laughs> like he's actually a good designer. So, um, yeah, that's how we, that's how we met. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so awesome. And Mike, like, so can you just tell me a little bit about yourself? You know, any fun facts or things you like to do or it's a little bit just so we can get to know you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've been a brand designer and illustrator for a little over 10 years now. Um, I've worked agency side, in-house, um, you know, everything from um, small startups to working with like Google, Microsoft, um, you know, brands like Asana, um, and everything varies from illustration to website, UI design. Um, I guess a fun fact, uh, I don't know if you listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR, but mm. I did the branding work for that back in like 2012, so nice. that was a pretty incredible like project probably one of my first i feel like real side projects where um when you know trying to get my like business up and running but um but yeah and then outside of work uh i'm a father of two uh so i have a five-year-old and a seven-month-year-old so that keeps me busy um and then (laughs) that's mike's Mike's way of saying i currently get no sleep (laughs) no sleep uh and then, uh, yeah, I'd say also I fly fish. Um, nice. I, uh, before living in Austin, Texas, I was in Colorado. Um, and that's kind of where I picked up fly fishing. When I moved here, I was like, oh, that dream is over. But actually, <laughs> uh, Austin is in, has a huge fly fishing community, which oh, is I didn't know that. very like surprising. I would say in some ways it feels bigger than colorado because i feel like colorado it's all spread out but in right. austin it's like very like condensed and it's just in this area so um yeah so when i'm not uh working or wrangling kids i'm <laughs> trying to get out on the water and, and fly fish so yeah i like it that is awesome I like it and so 
you work for Mixpanel, who I, I've actually used their product, which is why one of the reasons why I was interested um, when we met. But on the side, you run your own design business, Case Bolt Designs, I believe it's called. Yeah, Case Bolt Design Co. Case Bolt Design. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I think ever since, uh, you know, I've started designing, um, I've always tried doing some freelance on the side. And that's everything from like paid work to, you know, helping friends and family out. Um, and, you know, cause when you have a day job, it, you know, it doesn't fulfill like everything that you want to be doing creatively. Right. Um, and so I use, you know, side work to kind of fill some of those gaps and, um, and also like thinking of it as more of like, uh, kind of learning experiences that I can bring to say like, you know, my day job that I have. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so, uh, primarily with, uh, like my side job, I'll typically do UI site design um, and illustration work. Okay, that is awesome. So you said the name is Casebolt Designs. That's yes. the name. Okay, yep. Casebolt Design. I have a few URLs out there, but I think <laughs> it's just uh, Casebolt dot design, and then I think I even have like Casebolt Design dot com. So it's there like it all like redirects. Um, I'm terrible at updating my site, and uh, but uh, but I pretty much use like Instagram right now nice. to just post some of my current work. Um, you can kind kind of see like a variety of like the things awesome. I'm working on. So, so yeah. out of everything that you could have been doing, why did you choose to start a caseboat design? Yeah, um, I'd say so. During in high school and college, I was playing in some metal and punk bands and during that time i was making like terrible design work for for my band i'm sorry you said you played in the punk band yeah are there are there photos of that there are photos we're gonna we're gonna find those i'm sorry (laughs) on the internet somewhere (laughs) yeah but yeah so i uh, i played in bands i toured for a little bit in like the southeast um so i was making like you know t-shirt designs uh, Mm. myspace covers all that good stuff um but yeah i was just kind of like hacking stuff along and just kind of making things here and there. And, um, I don't know. I kind of realized that like music wasn't going to be like the thing (laughs) that I was going to do in life, but I was like, Oh, like making, you know, artwork is pretty cool. Um, and I, I followed like people like Dave Quiggle, which is an illustrator that did a lot of like, um, um, like Christian, like hardcore metal, like, like cover art and t-shirts. And so that kind of like started leading me down a path of like, Oh, this could be, you know, a career avenue. And so I went to, um, to college, uh, to learn, um, yeah, graphic design basically. And, uh, where I went was a full sale and, and basically they teach you kind of everything from like coding websites to designing them to, uh, illustration and, and things like that. So, um, so yeah, so basically that's kind of what led me down the path of design. And then, um, I'd say my first few years, I did a little bit of everything from like motion and animation to illustration to web design. Um, I was building websites in Flash, like um, a lot of <laughs> just kind of like all, doing pretty much everything. And then I started realizing like the areas I was really like, you know, felt like I was comfortable in and good at. And then I just kind of like started narrowing more down the path of like brand design and illustration. Okay. So. That's awesome. That's that's so cool. Yeah. And so I know you kind of might have touched on this already, but I know you talked about um, when you were touring with the band. I know that a lot of people, um, especially people that will listen, um, maybe haven't started anything. So like what was the thing 
that made you go from like not starting anything to like the first thing that you start, whether it's a t-shirt design, whether it's something for the band, like what yeah. was, like how did you get started <laughs> in building? Uh, let's see. I would say like the first thing I ever created was like MySpace, like cover art. Like, okay. you know, yeah. where you could like kind of hack, you know, the code in there and right. like kind of, um, yeah, just change colors. Add, color yeah, and just like R.I.P. MySpace, yeah, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And uh, so, I mean, that was kind of the first thing I was really like messing with. Like in high school, I did have like a kind of like a intro to web design. So I kind of had an idea of what you could do there. And then I was also doing a lot of like um, AutoCAD work. So like 3D work okay. um, during oh, that yeah. time. Because there's kind of this like I was also thinking about becoming like a civil engineer, mm -hmm. and then I was like, that's too much math. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so there was always like some creative outlet that I was doing like music. I did photography, like traditional photography as well in high school. Um, I wouldn't say that like I was this kid like drawing all the time, but I was like always doing something that was kind of creative. Um, and so music just happened to be that thing that like w where I was actually making designs but not thinking of graphic design, right? right. Okay. Um, I was just like, we need a t-shirt. And then so like, I think uh, the vocalist and myself like kind of did some sketches. I took his sketches and like illustrated them, like an illustrator and then, yeah, and just printed some t-shirts. So, yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Mike. And what has been the biggest struggle you've faced? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I'd say the... You know, starting a business, um, billing and charging um, clients is always been some type of challenge or I'd say a, a sharp learning curve <laughs> that I've had to um, refine over the years. Um, I would say first few customer or uh, like uh, client interactions have been just kind of getting burned, um, doing work, not getting paid. Um, and so with, with that happening a couple times, I've <laughs> basically have put contracts in place, um, when I work with, uh, uh, clients, um, and also just starting to, uh, require like a certain amount of money upfront before I start a job. Um, and with that too, uh, you know, there's this balance of like, you know, what should I charge? Um, you know, I talked to a lot of friends that have, you know, like they do their uh, their own design business full time or people that do it on the side and everyone kind of does something a little bit differently. So there's really never like a, a good way to um, to feel confident in like what right, you're charging. Right. Um, you know, I provide a service for say illustration to design consulting to, you know, doing like web design. Um, okay. And so everything kind of has its own um you know, different costs associated with it. And in the beginning, I did a lot of like hourly cost, um, but started realizing that um, that wasn't really benefiting myself or even the client. And so I've transitioned into more of a like a solid fee for a project, um, you know, and, and that's, you know, I typically when I drop a contract, uh, it's very detailed in the aspect of like what you know, I'm delivering how many rounds of revisions that's included and like anything that's outside of that, you know, I would go to an hourly rate just because of, um, 
of like small uh, maybe tweaks and things like that. But I'm also like, I understand, you know, when working on a, a project with someone, there might be just like little changes here and there. And I'm not, you know, a complete jerk. Like I'm, I'm a human <laughs> being. I, I get it. And it's like, if it's not that time consuming, um, you know, I'm totally fine with like making adjustments and, and things like that. Yeah. And so I know that, so you, so you talked about a couple of things. You talked about, you know, getting better and knowing what value to charge. I'm interested because for me, I come from like a software background where people expect a lot of stuff for free. Oh, yeah. um, it's a little different for design. That's the um, same. It's the same. Okay. <laughs> um, so I just have a, I'm just curious, like, how did you, how did you figure out like how to actually charge for the value that you're bringing or not like undervalue or overvalue your work? Yeah, no, that's a good, great question. Um, I mean, just with like product design, like, you know, there's a million resources out there that are like free, right? right. Like UI yeah. specifically. I'd say even like on the brand side of like, you know, you could go download like an icon pack or, uh, yep. you know, there's like free illustrations out there. Right. Um, yeah. But I think um, that's great and all like when a business is, say first getting you know like if i had an idea i want to bring it to life right i don't have a whole lot of money to invest in it so i'm going to do whatever i can to like make it happen which is totally fine um but i would say like when you get to a point uh that you're getting serious or you're having some success or 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 whatnot um you know that's the time to invest in your idea and and what you're trying to um, bring to the market and so how i always you know describe it is like you know yeah, you could probably, you know, get to a certain point with like those free things, but like, are you really, you know, adding the value you want to the product that you're trying to build? You know, like, what is your brand? What is the personality of that brand? How are you unique to what's out there? Because in most cases, something has already been done, right? right? Yeah. And so it's all about like how you make this unique, um, you know, for your potential like consumers. Um Awesome. So that's how I typically just yeah talk through a um, yeah any type of like project and and like what value I can help bring, um, but yeah, like right. it. yeah it sounds like you've <laughs> had a learning experience in determining like really what not only the value of your services but really the value of someone hiring you which is I mean I I assume that's that's very t- challenging but so now we're gonna do something that we do on up and coming called the why not moment. All right, yeah. The why not <laughs> moment is just a point in time as you're building and designing your product or your service. That point in time, you're kind of transforming and just you know moving forward. You're pushing through any obstacles. And whenever you hear this sound, that's when the why not moment is about to happen. So you need to pay closer attention. So Mike <laughs> is about to reveal something <laughs> awesome. And so um, you're... Building capable design, you talked about getting burned, not knowing your value. You have all these struggles you're facing. Um, what was the point at which you decided to actually continue? Whereas you could have just been like, eh, I'll just maybe cut this side thing and, and go back to my job. Was there a certain point? And if you do remember one, what was it? Yeah. Um, I would say why I don't stop is because of the fear of becoming stale or not um, relevant anymore. Mm, okay. Um, I would say with technology continuing to evolve and change, 
um, you have to kind of be on it and know what's like the latest and greatest. So there's aspect of like the technology part, but also the, the creative part, right? Kind of the older you get or the more seasoned you get as like a designer, you start moving into more management, more meetings, um, you know, does come with like the benefits of like um, being at the higher level of uh, just like strategy and, and kind of, you know, what are the business problems you're trying to solve, uh, mentoring and things like that. But, um, you know, I got in this to like make stuff, right. <laughs> you know, to make well, things. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and that's just a, a part of me that I never want to lose. Um, and so, uh, you know, n- not every job out there is going to fulfill everything you want to be doing. So, um, so I always continue to push myself to just keep um, making, you know, I'm, I always see myself as a maker. And so I just want to continue to do what I love. That is so awesome, and I'm sure everyone listening, uh, you would have learned a lot from what Mike just said. Uh, And, you know, you just have to stay relevant and keep pushing and um, up until you meet that level of technology, uh, you know, just that's up to date. And otherwise, you're going to fall into a trap of just staying, you know, stagnant at where you're at. And so you mentioned, you know, a couple of things about, you know, what has kept you going and... Um, is there anything in one one thing that you can say to somebody listening that might be that might be doing the same thing that you're doing? Uh, there's one thing that you know they could you know have like a takeaway and just to understand because that's 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 a very hard thing for people to especially guys that are you know on the rise and you know they're going through those motions of building and going through the hardships of navigating between their regular jobs nine to five and versus the things that they really like to do. So what's like a good takeaway that you say to somebody listening that they can use from based on what you said? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, if you're really passionate about something, um, you know, find ways to bring that to life. Um, I think that we all probably spend plenty of time on our phones or watching Netflix and things like that. You know, even if you're just carving out like that, you know, one hour a day um, to really, you know, build what you're, you're passionate about and what you really want to be doing. Um, you know, I think it's that drive that's going to just keep pushing you to, um, you know, follow those, um, you know, those goals or, um, or what you're passionate about. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And, um, I'm sure you guys, everyone listening, you must have heard everything that Mike had to say. And Teal, do you have any? I think you have one. Yeah, I do. Um, so I know probably the thing that I like about you and that was most interesting to me is that um, a lot of people, they think that it's kind of it's it's either or. It's like I, I'm either in my job or if I have an idea, then I need to leave everything and <laughs> and go pursue that. But I think I like about your story is that you've you found a way to actually um, find something that's fulfilling. And then you also, I mean, you're, you have a job that probably takes up a lot of your time. Um, so yeah, but my, really my last question is, so you currently, you still work at mixed panel as brand design lead. Um, you have the kids and then case bull design. So, um, if someone was to ask you like, what stage is case bull design at now? Um, what would you tell them and and where can people find you? Um, yeah, so How I see like caseable design or like my side business, you know, I'll call it. Um, I would say it's it's pretty much what f- uh, fulfills me like 
creatively, right? So um, I, prim- I primarily will do um, a lot of illustration work. Um, <clears throat> you know, my day job, you know, nine to five, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a good amount of time that I, I work on that with kids um, and all that, but I'm kind of a, a, a night owl, so yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I don't sleep a whole lot, but that's just how I operate. Um, and so basically when everyone's asleep, um, it's kind of where I will uh, kind of yeah, burn the midnight oil um, and focus on illustration. Um, and that's, you know, sketching to uh, creating posters uh, for art shows or, um, you know, doing client work like here and there. Um, you know, kind of my rule of thumb is like I only do about one project at a time um, and I pad, you know, the time out um, that's appropriate for just knowing like how many hours I have in a day. Um, but I would say, uh, you know, caseable design is, is, is more there for me to, to kind of, uh, fill in the gaps that I don't, you know, maybe get on a day-to-day basis. Gotcha. That's, that's so awesome. So just to summarize, you still working on caseable designs, but whenever the time permits, since your, you know, life, sometimes it presents you with a couple of things that you have to do to make your ends meet, to stay, you know, to just keep on doing what you're doing and staying alive, you know, right? Um, but you're still working on it whenever you get that chance and the moment to, and, you know, just fill in the gaps as time permits. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say uh, an interesting thing, <laughs> maybe it should be probably as relative to people as, um, is like my side business is how I was able to get out of like student loan debt. <laughs> oh, nice. So, nice. I mean, I that's, think that's just a really that's interesting. A gr- that's an awesome. Way. <laughs> it's going to be like every listener on here. Yeah. It's like, I'm paying attention. <laughs> I, you know, I, my wife and I, we, you know, really um, were stressed and struggled with like the student loan debt that we had. And uh, we made a plan. We made sacrifices. We're like, I think we could do this in a year. Um, and so we kind of just kind of buckled down on finances and I took on a lot of work. This was back in like 2017, um, basically worked a few jobs kind of, um, but it it was because of caseable like design, um, and the work that was bringing in from that for me to, for us to basically get over that hump and just pay off all of our debt. So, wow, there you have it. Like Mike Caseball over here, he paid off his whole (laughs) student loans with, case bolt designs and he's still working on it keeping it in you know as a as a tool to you know to fill in the gaps whenever he's he's um, you know available yeah i think and i think the really the thing from his story that i think everybody would be um be be good to hear is that like really staying relevant and then also having a creative outlet um that's always there for you to to pursue and then it sounds like that was what you pursued and then it also helped you um, financially as well. So I think that's fantastic and, and good for people to hear. Well, right about that time, Mike, thank you so much for being our first ever guest on Up and Coming. Thank you for coming on and thank you for, for listening as well. You up and comers out there, you can always tweet at us at Up and Coming Live. That's Up and Coming L-I-V-E. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. See you. See you. See ya. Thanks.